Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, <laughs> Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you always for downloading and listening to the show. It's a great pleasure to come back once again. And now we're going to get into Free Agency 2021. And yes, the Vikings were active. Uh, of course, we had to cut some people to get to that point. Uh, but it is what it is. That's what happens when you're in that type of a salary cap situation. Uh, things collapsing as I start the show. That's a good way to start things. I guess that's cutting the players, I suppose. Well, get your Greg Joseph jerseys ready. Uh, he was signed from Tampa Bay. Must be their practice squad. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. Well, because, uh, yep, <laughs> that's why I was a, a sign that at least Dan Bailey would have a competition coming into camp. No, Dan Bailey was cut about a month later on March the 9th. I, I mentioned Greg Joseph on the last show that he's at least going to be a part of it. But no, Greg Joseph, I guess he's the kicker for now. We'll see what happens. Other players cut. <laughs> Obviously, Kyle Rudolph, very notable. Not too surprised. He wound up standing with the New York Giants. Tay Hayes, a cornerback, was cut. Cordea Tank, uh, Tankersley was cut. Stephen Le- uh, Weatherly was reacquired from Carolina. Dan Bailey, obviously cut. Riley Reef was cut. Uh, freed up a ton of cap space. I was a bit stunned by it, but it's like, okay, I guess it is what it is. It did free up a ton of cap space. Uh, Shamar Stefan was also cut. Very disappointing defensive tackle on one of the most uh, uninspiring... <laughs> one of the most uninspiring defensive uh, lines last year that we've had in a long time, to be quite honest. The Stephen Weatherly contract was one year, two million, and the base salary five hundred thousand. So we'll see what happens there. Rashad Hill also resigned, two point two four million, base salary. Wow, that's kind of small there, one thirty seven. Or no, that's the signing bonus. Pardon me. The sign, the base salary was the two million. So my apologies there. You probably figured that already. Michael Pierce, of course, would be back. That's going to be very helpful. He'll also be joined by Delvin Tomlinson. Delvin Tomlinson coming to the Vikings. Uh, uh, cap hit of $6 million this year, but obviously a significant contract moving forward with Delvin Tomlinson. Nice to have him on board. <sighs> Defensive line. Uh, they call him a nose tackle, but he can play three technique, and that's pretty much what he's going to have to be because, well, Michael Pierce was signed to be the nose tackle, kind of the run stuffer, so to speak. He's been reinstated as of February, of course, after you know opting out last year. That was a bit depressing. Nick, Vig- uh, Nick Vigil. Vigil, he's, he's a... Yes, he's got virtue right now. I'm just kidding. Nick Vigil signed. Talk about him in a bit here. Uh, he was a third-round pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in 2016. He is 27 years of age. He'll be 28 by the start of the season. Mostly a depth move. I mean, he's he averages about 40, 50, 60 solo tackles a year total. He had 111 for Cincinnati in 2019. He was signed from the Los Angeles Chargers significantly less uh, snaps last year, uh, at least so, so it appears. Obviously, his number's way down, but he did wind up getting two sacks, which was a career high. He's had two interceptions in his career, uh, never been in the end zone, which is it is what it is. He's forced a, two fumbles in his career, and he's deflected 15 passes. That's not bad. He had five in 2019, clearly his best season with the Cincinnati Bengals, no doubt about it. And again, more of a depth guy looking forward, and we'll see what happens. Probably kind of an insurance move, depending on what happens with injuries and such. And, of course, uh, we got to bring back our guy as well. 
And of course, our guy, the guy I was trying to say, was Eric Wilson. He's the leading. He was the leading tackler last year. He's a free agent. He's not been re-signed or signed anywhere else at the moment. We'll see what happens with him. It's going to be interesting. Maybe that's why the Vikings signed Nick uh, Vigil at the end of the day. So, <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see with that one. Unfortunately, Britton Colquitt, <laughs> Britton Colquitt even restructured his contract to save about a million dollars. Adam Thielen restructured to save about eight million to the cap. So, thank you very much, Adam Thielen. Definitely restructuring things around. Uh, lots of restructuring going on. Riley Reef wasn't going to do it again. He basically moved on. He signed with a pretty for a pretty small deal, about five million a year. Uh, just one year, five million for Riley Reef. Kind of surprising with Cincinnati after a damn good season. But uh, Chad Be- uh, Chad Beebe was also resigned for just one year. So we'll see what happens. He'll be a part of the mix. He finally did something last year. Finally, did something. It took like half his life, but hey, he did something. <laughs> At the end of the day, so uh, I don't know. Kirk Cousins obviously is going to be with the Vikings, and the cap hit is going to be what it is. It's going to be big, thirty-one million right now, but the dead cap now is forty-one million for Kirk Cousins. That's unfortunate. Uh, it is what it is. He's your quarterback, if you like it or not, for the next two years. Uh, I still say the Vikings need to draft a quarterback in the draft. No doubt about that. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, where he's definitely going to need help on that left side. The Vikings have nobody at the moment. They're calling Kyle Hinton the starting left guard at the moment. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Reminds me of uh, Chris Hinton back in the day, offensive <laughs> offensive lineman for the Vikings in 94. Warren Moon sounds about right. Right offensive guard, Drew Samia. Uh, that's not going to happen. It's just funny. That's how the current depth chart is shaping up. And they moved Ezra Cleveland to the left tackle. At least Yahoo Sports did that. But we all know how things can change. Might end up being Rashad Hill. Might end up being Brian O'Neill. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. The offensive line has not been fixed. It has not been fixed. The Minnesota Vikings making some interesting and exciting signings. It's good to have a nice new defensive tackle. Nice, shiny new defensive tackle from the New York Giants again. And he was one of the team captains for the New York Giants. And he's still pretty young. That's the other good part. When you're talking about Mr. Tomlinson, Delvin Tomlinson, you think about he's like the best running back of all time. Delvin Cook and Ladanian Tomlinson mixed together. Okay, whatever. 27 years of age, he's a big mamma jamma out of Alabama. <clears throat> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Second round pick for the Giants in 2017, so yeah, hasn't been around that long yet. He had three and a half sacks each of the last two years for the for the Giants. He's played in every game, <clears throat> knock on wood, in the first four years of his career. Very effective run stopper, this and that. He's forced only one fumble. He's defle- he deflected four passes last year. Not bad. Excellent. Uh, I like his future, about $10 million moving forward with him. We'll see. We'll see. Obviously, uh, he's going to be the three technique, even though he's kind of a nose tackle, but he can play three technique, and he's more than willing to do it, and he's very capable of doing it. He can uh, rush the passer a bit up the middle, which is what a three technique does, and then Michael Pierce will be your nose tackle. So we should be good in the middle on the defensive side. On the offensive side, I'm not so sure. Garrett Bradbury has not been good. He's not been that good. He's been very disappointing. I mean, I plugged him like you wouldn't believe two years ago going into the draft, and has he lived up to my expectations? No. (laughs) He's not come close to living up to my expectations. Delvin Tomlinson, though, I mean, at least we're good in the middle defensively. Offensively, I have no idea. I have no idea. Right now, Ezra Cleveland is still considered the right guard, but Yahoo Sports has moved him to left tackle, which wouldn't be surprising. That's where he was drafted to be at the beginning Brian O'Neill played left tackle in college, and he's been a wonderful right tackle for the Vikings. 
Ever, pretty much ever since he started playing, he's been unbelievable. He finally allowed his first sack last year because last year just sucked for everybody except Kirk Cousins and uh, Justin Jefferson, I guess. Will the Vikings take a wide receiver again in the draft? I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of talk about that, depending on who's available, this and that. You want to take the best player available. If there's a stud receiver that just happens to slip through and then all the guards and tackles are kind of guys you could get in the second round because, you know, all the others were taken, this and that. You don't want to reach too much. That's why the Vikings went up with Christian Ponder in 2011 because we reached. Uh, so that would be the same thing with the quarterbacks this year as well. Don't reach. Pray to God some somebody unexpectedly falls to you and you got to take him. You got to take him. It is what it is. You know, I mean, the Packers did pretty good, even though they took a quarterback in the draft last year because it woke up Aaron Rodgers in a big way. Rodgers had been frustrating the past few years, and Packers fans are actually talking all kinds of bleep about him. So all the bleep Packer fans talk about how they have Rodgers and we have nothing. Eh, a lot of Packer fans are calling into their fan line and bitching him out every <laughs> every other game, it seemed like, and in the postseason as well. The disappointing performance against the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco, not Cisco. You get the idea. I'm just messing around. Um, you just got to hope for the best with that. I mean, you, you truly do. Uh, what's the best way to say it at the end of the day? Uh, defensive end, well, I mean, <laughs> Daniel Hunter's under contract, but he's going to be under a new contract when he comes back to the Vikings. As There is talk, like everything should be fine, that all this... Uh, Rumors to his demise being on the Vikings, anyway, are greatly exaggerated, according to him. You know, that famous saying, rumors of his demise, untimely demise from the Vikings in this case, are greatly exaggerated. So, that's the good news. He's been in contact with Mike Zimmer on a regular basis. Everything should be okay, God willing. And obviously, he's the superstar of the defense, Daniil Hunter. So, at least you're hopefully most likely going to have Daniil Hunter. Dalvin Tomlinson, and of course, Michael Pierce. He does exist. He's not Sasquatch. He's not Bigfoot, because Bigfoot doesn't exist, by the way. Sorry to sorry to inform you out there that might believe that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Um, but, hey, we got three spots on the defensive line all ready to go. We'll see what happens after that. Will it be Jalen Holmes? DJ Wanham's a nice depth guy. Even Brailford. Jordan Brailford was decent. He's going to have a shot at it, I suppose. James Lynch, he's a defensive tackle, a depth guy, this and that. He's been solid at times. Troy Dye, I really liked him at the linebacker position. And I did like James Lynch last year in the short time he got to play. So, we'll see. Obviously, Anthony Barr is returning. Eric Hendricks is returning, you know. And you got Nick Vigil. Vigil, sorry. So, we'll see. We'll see. It should be fun. Should be fun, no doubt about it. That's an interesting look. I know it kind of... It's a strange look right here, what I'm looking at right now. Don't think it's going to shape up this way, but yeah, no. Uh, there's one other guy, though. One other guy we signed, some some guy you've heard of from, you know, he used to wear this red jersey, and he was he was okay. You know, he was okay. Just decent guy. He only went to 10 Pro Bowls. Uh, <laughs> perennial pro, pro Bowler. Patrick Peterson will suit up for the Minnesota Vikings, at least for one year, $10 million coming to the Vikings. Yes, we freed up cap space to get another cornerback, but hey, you know, the cornerback position is definitely in flux because you have a guy named Mike Hughes who's never, uh, never healthy. So, I mean, I'm not too confident in Mike Hughes at the moment. Sorry to say. <laughs> not too confident. And, of course, neck injury and all that. Whenever you talk about neck injuries, it's, you know, it's not the most comforting thing moving forward. Chris Jones was pretty awful, obviously. He had moments in his previous stop in his career. We'll see. Uh, Harrison Smith also restructured a bit, and he's probably going to be re-signed and extended. We'll see what happens. Josh Metellus, I don't know. But 
Harrison Hand, a depth guy who might end up being something, a development player. Cameron Dantzler, <laughs> Jeff Gladney, and now you bring in Patrick Peterson. Kind of cool, kind of cool, kind of exciting. Obviously, unfortunately, he's not in his prime anymore, but he'll bring the leadership at the very least. At the very least, he does still have something there. They're still tread on the tire, as they say. That's the good news. He was a first-round pick in 2011, so 2011 is getting to be a long time ago already. Born in 1990, just like Ricky Rubio, <laughs> July 11th. Wow, that's the same birthday as an old friend of mine from way back in the day. Interesting. But already, unfortunately, 31 years old, or going to turn 31 on in July, so when the season starts, time has ticked away over the years. My God, in his early days with Arizona, 13 pass deflections in 2011, 17 in 2012, 13 in, or 13 in 2013. He's been unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Seven interceptions in 2012. I mean, that's just perennial superstar level. Three interceptions last year. He's only gotten in the end zone once. He's only had one pick six, only one. He's only forced two fumbles over the course of his career, which is kind of interesting. Uh, more of a zone coverage guy than a man guy. This and that. So it's going to be interesting moving forward. Unfortunately, he missed time a couple of years there. Uh, actually, no. He's been unbelievable. Those are postseason numbers. He did miss time in 2019. That was the year. <clears throat> he missed a little bit of time. And then played only one postseason game in 14 and 15. In both cases because they got eliminated. Unfortunately, or he got injured. 2015, they got to the NFC title game. He must have been out for one of those playoff games, unfortunately. But he had a pass deflection in the game in 2015. They could have used his help, I'm sure, <laughs> in both of those postseason games. But it kind of is what it is. They had their they had their chance, and then the things just kind of faded away. Then you bring in uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, looks exciting and all that. DeAndre Hopkins, very exciting, but they just couldn't put it together, unfortunately. And then Patrick Peterson moves on to Minnesota, which will be very interesting. And maybe, just maybe, there is talk, there's rumors about Larry Fitzgerald coming to Minnesota. For his final season, which would be pretty crazy. Uh, of course, talk. <laughs> there's been talk about him coming here forever, and then he never really did. That was back when he could have been the star receiver for Minnesota, where now he'd be a third guy, he'd be a depth guy, but a nice veteran leader, that kind of thing, for the Vikings, if that were to take place. That's pretty much what he's been at Arizona the past few years now. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is far and away the star receiver. Arizona made that fantastic trade. David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. And Houston, obviously, on the, <laughs> the short end of that one in a big way. Big mistake there by uh, Houston. We've talked about that extensively for years now, no, for the last year and a half or so. Patrick Peterson, though, what a nice, cool, exciting addition. He'll be wearing number 21, most likely. We'll see what happens at that, but he'll probably have to debate with Mike Hughes on that. But it's Patrick Peterson. I mean, you know, and who knows if Mike Hughes is ever going to play for the Vikings. I mean, it's gotten to that point with him. Like, I'm pretty much ready to give up, to be quite honest. So, I mean, the defense looks like it's in good shape. Obviously, it's not completely set with the defensive end on the other side, on the, you know, we would call it the left end, but we'll see. I mean, we, we have depth players that can play there, as long as you have Daniil Hunter return. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe won up signing with the Oakland Raiders, so he won't be coming back. It would have been kind of cool if you had Yannick Ngakwe on the Vikings. That'd be kind of sweet, but it, it is what it is. Not everybody's coming back to Minnesota, and of course... Uh, you know, that wasn't his fault what happened there, to be quite fair. But mm, sometimes sometimes fate is what it is. Patrick Peterson, though, just hearing that name, I was like, holy cow, how exciting. Hardy Nickerson wound up signing with the Houston Texans. And, of course, Riley Reef one-year deal with Cincy. A lot of guys are signing just one-year deals. Mike Boone, though, two-year deal with Denver. 
two-year deal with uh, New York Giants for Kyle Rudolph, and Odenigbo wound up going to the Giants as well. So he ended up replacing, well, not really, but he's another player on the defensive line. He plays a different position. Obviously, he's a defensive end, but, you know, he's what they got uh, for uh, <laughs> Dalvin Tomlinson. So obviously, significant loss for the Giants there. I would have to say, but who knows? Maybe Odenigbo will resurface. We'll see. George Ioka, poor guy, has <laughs> been all over the place. He was once considered a pretty good player with Cincinnati, and now he's just, I don't know. It just kind of like, it was weird what happened with him. He was declared a free agent, such. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad the Vikings kept Rashad Hill. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of him. Uh, another guy who's been declared a free agent, <laughs> Sean Mannion. Nobody's really a huge fan, uh, huge fan of his at the moment. Anthony Harris signed for one year, $5 million dollars, with the Philadelphia Eagles, so the Vikings need a new starting safety. Anthony Harris, I don't know, man. I don't know. I For only $5 million, I, he must have not been happy here. For only $5 million? I mean, I wouldn't mind bringing him back for $5 million. Maybe they offered like three or something, but that's too, that's too big of a pay cut, I think. I think he, he could still be a $5 million guy for one year, or two years, 10, you know, that kind of thing. But maybe they just didn't want to dig up the money, so to speak, to re- bring him back. I, I don't know. It's a tough situation at the safety spot. Uh, it's it's Yeah, it's becoming a tiny bit of a weakness now. Obviously, he was a major disappointment last year. And unfortunately, Harrison Smith, he's, he's not going to be the same forever. He's already 32 years of age, and, you know, the clock's ticking, unfortunately. Father time's undefeated. So good thing we have some depth in the secondary. And it turns out Patrick Peterson will be cornerback, not a safety. There was talk about him possibly playing safety. Some of the older cornerbacks do that. They move over to safety later in their career. But uh, sounds like he's not moving there at the moment. Otherwise, Josh Metellus, I guess, here's the ball for now, or here's the ball, here's the field. He'd, he'll be, he'd be the free safety if the season started today. He was okay, but, you know, he's one of those undrafted guys who hasn't done a whole lot yet. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. i got to think there's something coming through the grapevine or the draft or whatever the heck, but uh, I don't know. There's probably somebody out there. Unfortunately, it's going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. That would have been really sweet if the Vegas could have been able to do that last year. But he was uh, he was wanted. He was on demand. And that's why Tampa took him pretty early, late in the first round last year. Nice pick for Tampa. He ended up working out nicely. Dumb penalty in the Super Bowl, but uh, it is what it is. At least they were ahead by so much at the time it didn't matter a whole lot. That's kind of why he took the risk. Let's look at Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks is... Uh, <laughs> NFL mock draft. Trevor Lawrence, of course, going to Jacksonville. He has the Jets not kicking a quarterback. They have him taking Pene Sewell, which we'd probably love at offensive tackle for Minnesota from Oregon. From Oregon, Jamar Chase. Some people were hoping he might slip all the way to Minnesota, but I doubt it. Going to the Dolphins, Lena Falcons take Zach Wilson, again, to be the long-term replacement for, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, of course. Cincinnati Bengals, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle. Northwestern. Justin Fields going to Philadelphia, that one I don't understand. Why? <laughs> Why? Aren't, aren't they good at quarterback right now? So, I, 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 yeah, they should be okay at quarterback unless they want a competition. I, I don't understand that. They have Jalen Hurts, and he did really good. I don't know. That's kind of a risky one. That's kind of weird, and that's been popping up a lot. I don't know. J, Jalen Waddell, there's some rumors about him slipping to Minnesota. He's going to Detroit in this mock draft. Carolina Panthers take Trey Lance, quarterback, and they'd move on from Bridgewater. That's the conversation at some point. We'll see what happens. Uh, Caleb Farley going to the Broncos, number nine. Dallas Cowboys take Elijah, very Vera Tucker, offensive line. 
spot at UFC. Gregory Rousseau going to the Giants, number 11. Patrick Sertan, the second, the best cornerback, going to San Francisco. Kyle Pitts, the top tight end, going to the Los Angeles Chargers. And an edge rusher coming to Minnesota. So there you go. There's your left <laughs> left end, as long as the Vikings are able to bring back Daniel Hunter to play right end. Uh, Quitty Pay, Quitty Pay out of Michigan. Obviously very familiar school. They need a dof, uh, dominant edge rusher to pair with or replace Daniel Hunter and help Mike Zimmer generate more pressure at the point of attack. Well, if you get that, I think your defense is, uh, is pretty set. Uh, uh, again, as long as you can get some kind of a safety in the draft or free agency still, uh, some kind of a free safety. I mean, there's guys out there. I wouldn't have minded keeping the guy from Wyoming a couple of years ago. Uh, he's blanking on me. He wound up going to the Eagles. It's like all of our safeties keep going to the Eagles all of a sudden. That's kind of funny. Sandejo went to the Eagles. Uh, what was that guy's name we took from Wyoming just a year ago? I'm just blanking on him right now. He looked like a he looked like a like a Harrison Smith at least for Wyoming. You know how that can be. Obviously, that's not as tough a conference as some of the others out there. But the Vikings would not take a quarterback or a receiver in this situation. I don't know. I'd love to have a quarterback. Devonta Smith. Some people like him. Maybe the Vikings should take him. They have him going to Washington. Washington. Well, not seeing any more quarterbacks taken throughout the rest of the first round here. Interesting. But that's just kind of how that goes. Um, oh, there he is, Mac Jones, going to Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, they're going to have to replace Tom Brady. He's not going to play forever. <laughs> he signed an extension at 43, but there's got to be somebody, you know, and there's Mac Jones. That's like your end of the first round, Teddy Bridgewater type pick or Lamar Jackson. Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, Mac Jones going to Alabama with the Vikings kind of sort of reach and take him. There's all kinds of debate with Mac Jones going to the draft. Is he really going to be an NFL, like an NFL caliber quarterback, like a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL, or is he just kind of an adequate, you're reaching for him, you know, what the hell, you got to get somebody in this draft who's who's a name, that kind of thing. It's all a wait and see. We'll talk about it more in the next episode, which will be the draft preview coming up in the next few weeks here. Obviously, the draft happens at the end of April and the beginning of May. Wonderful time of year. Absolutely. It's been a decent free agency period for Minnesota. And I got to think there's at least one more move coming, maybe even a trade or something crazy like that. But if anything, trades will probably happen on draft night for Minnesota. And I don't know, we, we trade players sometimes and nothing's happened right now. At least we have two really good wide receivers and then a bunch of okay ones. KJ Osborne was very disappointing. I thought he was going to be a really good kick returner and he just wasn't. There's rumors about uh, Cordero Patterson returning to Minnesota. And, well, you get your best kick returner, but unfortunately with the new rules in the NFL, kick returning has just kind of ceased to exist. It's been very depressing. So I guess it's just kind of not much of a thing anymore. And, well, that's what happens. That's why Cordero Patterson is just kind of floating out there right now and not in high demand. Because somebody as valuable as he is, as a kick returner, you'd think there'd be some demand with him. Uh, obviously, he's not he's not a good route runner, and that's been the complaint on him forever. Even though he went in the first frickin' round to Minnesota and we gave up half the moon for him. But uh, what else is new? What else is new under the sun? That's why I don't like making huge trades necessarily anymore. Unless it's not involving like multiple draft picks or something. Which ends up killing you later on. Because it always does. Or at least give, you know, you, kills you chances to take a certain player. Maybe that stud player wasn't taken with that pick. But it cost you a chance to take that guy. You know, just in case you were accurate and actually took the right guy. Ola B.C. Johnson is capable of being a third or fourth wide receiver in the NFL. Chad Beebe is just a bit player. You know, he, he can catch a little bit 
Uh, doesn't have a whole lot of skill. He's just average to me. He's just an average Joe, an average Chad. He's a hanging Chad. Okay, whatever. That's not funny. Um, he's just kind of part of the scenery, in my, in my opinion. No, no offense to Chad, baby. He just doesn't, you know, he doesn't move the ball up the hill for me at the end of the day. Guys that got him feeling, obviously, what an unbelievable acquisition he was years ago. Undrafted free agent of Mankato. That was pretty damn cool. Mankato State, Mavericks, and all that good stuff. I'm sure one wide receiver will be taken in the draft. Will he have kick returning ability? Will he be a stud that was unexpected to be there? That kind of thing. We have a number one wide receiver, and it's Justin Jefferson. It's He's a, he's a legitimate superstar of the future for many years. His, his head's in the right place also, which is great. Uh, he's not too cocky out there, which is nice, obviously. <laughs> wide receivers and cornerbacks chirp and chirp and chirp, and it's tiring to watch sometimes. But, uh, again, that's how that goes as well. Offensive line, still a big, fat, juicy question mark. And I don't know. Are we going to go in the draft and pray to God there's going to be a spectacular guard or two waiting for us? Just just waiting? Please take me? Oh, please, Minnesota, take me. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Sometimes they don't work out either. You know, like, okay, we took this guy, and he sucked, like Drew Samia. But fourth-round pick is kind of like, a, just kind of like a grasping for straws at the end of the day when it comes to guard position or any type of offensive line. Sometimes you strike gold. The sixth-round pick ended up being Mr. Sullivan years ago. John Sullivan, nice sixth-round pick. Matt Burke, sixth-round pick. He was actually drafted as a guard, was moved to center, and damn, he was good. <laughs> Matt Burke was absolutely spectacular when he was moved to center. And I still remember watching him that year, back in 98, rookie on the offensive line whenever he got in there. And I'm like, you know... That guy's good. Like, nobody gets around that guy. I still remember noticing that, this red-headed seven, uh, number 75. Nobody's getting around number 75, Matt Burke. And then when I heard they're moving him to center, I'm like, okay, let's let's see what happens. Then he ended up being a stud for many years. Of course, the son of a gun couldn't stay healthy for a while there, off and on throughout his career, groin injuries and such. But when he was healthy, he was a stud. Occasionally, you get super lucky, like John Sullivan and Matt Burke, but a lot of times... Demarcus Love, and you could go on forever. Chris uh, Chris Jaguer, Chris Jaguer, however you said it. He was just a monster of a guard. Huge dude, but just, you know, nothing going. Nothing going. It just never worked out. He didn't make it. He just didn't. Just too slow and all that kind of crap. Didn't have the skill to be an NFL uh, offensive lineman. So, got to solve that problem moving forward. Is it just going to be a Zimmer draft where it's defensive ends and you had another cornerback? Who knows? I'm sure there'll be one cornerback taken. Maybe. Maybe, probably, but maybe we don't have to. Uh, I would have been totally fine bringing back uh, Mr. Alexander from Cincinnati. He only had a one-year deal. Bringing him back to Minnesota again, the guy, former Viking, obviously. Solid player. He wore number 21. <laughs> and he was he was solid. I liked him. Um, but at the end of the day, ended up, uh, going to, ended up not being happy with us. Uh, ended up getting injured in a game that didn't mean anything, which was disappointing. And he hated us ever since, basically. So, well, <laughs> that's how that goes at the end of the day. Uh, number 20. He wasn't 21. I'm losing it. <laughs> that's what happens when I don't feel my best. My mind's just kind of floating all over the place. And I didn't look. I just remembered that. Yeah, number 20. So, my apologies. Somebody that might think I'm a little crazy there. <sighs> DJ Wenham. Yeah, I mean, is he going to be enough? I think he's more of a rotation type of tackle, situational guy. Stephen Weatherly also. He's solid. So, maybe we're okay at the left end for now. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Stephen Weatherly did not have a good year with Carolina. He was 
solid with Minnesota in the past. Again, another rotation, in and out kind of guy, depth guy. Three sacks in 2018 and 2019. He was solid. Never great, but solid. Better than uh, the other ones from our stuff. And Stephen Weatherly, decent with Minnesota in the past. Out of Vandy. Seventh round pick, actually. Not a bad seventh round pick, to be quite honest. Out of Vandy. That's Vanderbilt. Um, with that said, <laughs> that's pretty much all I got to say about the free agency. I'm going to give you guys a chance to talk about it now in fan interaction right after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia Free Agency, segment number two, which is the fan interaction segment, two-segment off-season show. Thank you always for listening to the show again. apologize. I'm not feeling my best, but doing the best I can. Got to get this thing out because Vikings have made some interesting moves. Of course, still some major holes on the left side of the offensive line, which has us all kind of like, okay, yeah. Uh, I was going to start with Twitter, and I should go there. I don't know why I went over to Facebook first. Facebook is at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show, episode number 320, State of the Vikings 2021. Vince Germano, Lakers Buys Browns is his nickname on there. Uh, Tanae Brown and Malcolm McSween all retweeting the most recent episode. Thank you so much. Vince Germano out of Australia, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, and Malcolm McSween out of Southern California. Thank you so much for retweeting the show. Sam Gupta and Malcolm McSween also liking the show. Awesome. Uh, Sam Gupta out of California and Gerald String out of Nebraska liking the show. So, I don't think there's a... Yeah, there, there is interaction. It shows up. Black Space Gaming out of Mankato. Yep. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint. At Black Space 999 is the Twitter account there. Do you think Mark Carlson would even love these Winnipeg uniforms? <laughs> he definitely loves him some Blue Bombers football. I think he would love those because, yeah, those look awesome. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They look great. And, you know, I, I like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as well. Anything involving planes, I just love it. Maybe the Washington uh, Redskins will become the Washington Red Tails, which is also a World War II jet. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's some interaction up above. It takes a minute to get there, unfortunately. Here we go. Black Space Gaming says, Time to fleece the Panthers. Trade Kirk Cousins to Carolina for Teddy and a ton of draft capital like Detroit. Vikings, NFL, Panthers, Purple Mafia. I forget how he had... Okay, just to get some draft capital, basically. Yeah, I thought he had something written down. Okay, he said, I want the draft picks, trade up Teddy as a backup. Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah, you can trade up and maybe... I'm starting to, I'm starting to get some interesting vibe in my head, but I'll probably get to that more in the draft show later on. But I got a feeling... Rick Spielman is going to trade up to get a quarterback. Uh, after he takes somebody at 14, I think he's going to trade back into the first round and get a quarterback like a Mac Jones, possibly. But obviously I need to research Mac Jones first before I can get a big, strong opinion on him. I need to do my own personal research so I can get the draft uh, ready to roll draft episode. I was saying I'd be all in with that one because I'd love to have, uh, I would love to have Teddy Bridgewater back in Minnesota. And, he, you know, he's at least a decent, competent quarterback and he wouldn't be as expensive as Kirk Cousins. And, you know, I think he'd be willing to work with a young guy. Kirk Cousins, I think he would be as well, but I, I don't know. I think he would. Uh, looks like there is a chance, though. See, obviously, we haven't seen the Vikings re-signing Sean Mannion, and I'm not disappointed about that. That's a sign something's up because, hmm, it can't just be for, like, uh, Nate Stanley and Jake Browning. It can't be just for those two guys. If there's some somebody, something, somewhere, like some interesting, some significant draft pick might be heading on, on into Minnesota, 
unless there's a significant uh, signing and free agency that could still come, but I don't see that happening. Or, again, it's a Teddy situation. Okay, <laughs> I bounced around enough. Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland says, love it. Not sure the Panthers are that stupid. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I'd love it. And I think there's a few. Yep, Ali Sidikai says, knows the system and shouldn't cost too much. That would be... Who was I talking to? I was like, me too. I definitely mentioned him in the show. One of the ideas is what we need. Who was I talking about? Okay. Ah, uh, yes, Mackenzie Alexander. Yes, I was mentioning the idea of bringing him back. That's who it was, Mackenzie Alexander, number 20. Yes. Um, I would love to have him back. He does know the system and wouldn't cost much. Yep. Uh, but they went the uh, route of Patrick Peterson. A bit more expensive, unfortunately. Uh, Zimmer's fingerprints. That must be related to Mackenzie Alexander, I believe. Let's see what he's uh, referring to. Oh, nope, perennial pull. Yeah, I said, no, this is interesting. Adam Schefter, perennial pro bowl quarterback, cornerback. Patrick Peterson has reached an agreement on a one-year $10 million deal with the Minnesota Vikings per stars. Zimmer, Zimmer's fingerprints. Yes, no kidding. No kidding. Yep, Black Space Gaming nailed that one, of course. Malcolm McSween said, McSween, sorry, uh, says, oh, nice. Hopefully he's still got it. If we... If not, we put him next to Harrison as a safety, like uh, a later year's Charles Woodson. Um, maybe that'll happen in the next year or so. This is kind of like a, a bridge contract to maybe another extension later on. Hopefully not super expensive. That'll hurt the team. And then Black Space Gaming, not very excited. Says, it's a dumb, desperate move to win this year. I I feel your understanding. Uh, I feel what you're saying there. I, I do. I don't uh, 100% disagree with that, actually. Mm. It might come off as negative, but, uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Maybe he's got enough left in the tank, and I don't know, but I understand. When, when you have Kirk Cousins at quarterback and we're, our salary cap is what it is and we don't have much of an offensive line, it doesn't necessarily reek of a recipe for major success. Maybe some. Oh, we, we might go 10-6, and six. and, you know, I mean, but I want a Super Bowl. I want a Super Bowl. I don't want to go 10-6. and six. I'm with the Mackey and Judd crowd. Uh Score North. They often talk about, hey, we want to see the Vikings win the Super Bowl before we die. We're talking old age here, not necessarily something catastrophic. We pray to God that never happens to any of us. Um, thank you, Lord, for our protection there. <laughs> In all sincerity. Um, it's it's something we, we don't want to mess around with, you know, obviously. Uh, I want a Super Bowl. I want a Super Bowl in Minnesota. 10-6 and six is boring. It's boring. Like, yeah, you made the playoffs and lost. Yeah, you made the playoffs and lost. You know, it's boring. It sucks. I also don't want to just get to the Super Bowl and lose. I mean, look at San Francisco. Uh, yeah, okay, they have five Super Bowl championships, so I better shut up about that part. But I'm just saying, they lost, and now two years later, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. You know, well, they haven't traded for Kirk Cousins or anything. Maybe that'll change everything. I don't know. They don't even know what to, what to do right now. They're frustrated in San Francisco, so that's just kind of how that goes. All right, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Let's continue off of the thread of the most recent episode. Episode 340, State of the Vikings 2021. Mark Carlson out of Iowa, Hall of Famer, says, and it's a beauty. Drew Bunting, Northern California, says, hello. I'm not sure what he meant, if he's teasing me or what's going on. And I think he's happy that the show got released, I hope. Uh, Gerald Sring says, sweet, Nebraska. And Leland Albertson says, thanks. And, of course, Gerald is also Hall of Fame. Uh, Leland Albertson, Iowa, says, thanks for the Hall of Fame, Joey. Finally got to listen. Life has been a little crazy around here. 
Today, I became a Hall of Fame member. Thank you, guys. I'm honored to become a member of your select group. I want to take a moment to personally thank Joey Wygen, <laughs> who has made this possible. Keep up the great work on the podcast school, brothers and sisters. And I can't thank you enough also, Leland, for being so loyal to this show. You've been spectacular, and I'm proud to have you. Proud, very proud to have you. And never going to take you for granted, brother. So thank you so much for <laughs> for the years of uh, loyalty and interaction on this show. You know, just really appreciate it. And there it is. After the seasons of struggles, Vikings cut Bailey. Vikings cut Bailey. That would be the kicker, of course. Dave Hickey says, bye-bye, Bailey. You sealed your fate last year. Mike Zimmer had more patience with you than any other kicker, so you're lucky this wasn't done the year before. Uh-huh. I understood. Gerald String, here we go. Yep, this is kind of uh, this is an interesting one here. Well, this just seals the deal. He will go on with another team and probably walk off all-time leader in field goal percentage. Why are we so jinxed with field goal kickers? Think about it. One miss. Anderson. Well, that one miss was kind of important. Yep, 98. Blair Witch Project. Yep, that was, yep, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Blair. Aye, aye, aye. That was a painful one. He was super good, and then he stunk after a while. They drafted uh, Daniel Carlson. Couldn't it crap for us, but a solid staple for Las Vegas. And, of course, it was Oakland for a minute there before they moved there. He comes. Here comes the grand finale. One of the most prolific kickers in NFL history ever. Okay. Finally got his kicking deal fixed. Woo. Relax, everyone. Okay. Here we go. What do we get? Super Bowl win, maybe? Pulitzer Prize? Oh, yeah. Pulitzer Prize. I'm like, what is that again? Yeah. Pulitzer Prize, I bet. Noble Peace Prize, maybe? Well, three missed field goals and one extra point in just one game. Just in one game. Like, what the bleep just happened? Oh, yeah. Can't wait to see the next kicker. Should be good, I'm sure. <laughs> no sarcasm involved, right? Yep. And uh, it's going to be, uh, I, I don't know. It's probably going to be someone we've not really heard of, obviously, that Tampa Bay kicker who was on the practice squad, or someone completely different. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing Kai Forbath back, but I think we really screwed that guy over, kind of like we did with Riley Reef. I mean, you drafted Daniel Carlson and just pushed him right out the door after he had a huge field goal that helped us win a playoff game. I mean, gosh, that was so sad. I, finally a kicker that actually nailed one in the postseason. Vikings News, Minnesota parts ways with veteran tackle Riley Reef. Riley Reef. Yep, this was a big one. And a bummer. Eric Mustard says Vikings for the last decade or so. <laughs> we need to fix our line. Also Vikings. Let's draft defensive backs and free up cap due to our expensive quarterback. Yep, and then no line, right? Dave Hickey says, not sure this was a smart move, but it did save a bunch of cap money. Now let's see if the Vikings put it to good use. That's a big question. Yeah, yeah that's a big question, Mark, as he says. I Yeah, I mean, well, we got Patrick Peterson, <laughs> cornerback for Mike Zimmer. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, well, and we got the defensive tackle, which is nice. Mike Zimmer again. We'll see. Well, I mean, hey, this this is the kind of year that could absolutely get him fired once and for all. And then a lot of us that have been frustrated with Zimmer might not be too disappointed with that. But I don't know, man. I don't like being 10-6, and 9-7. I like being champions, if that's humanly possible. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but it's just really frustrating. The Vikings restructured with punter Britton Colquitt. Saved about $1 million. We restructured Britton Colquitt. Can, can, can you imagine that? It's just funny. The Saints, Saint goes marching out. Breeze retires from the NFL. Yep, after a long time, 20, 20 seasons. 
I still remember when he was drafted, that's when you know you're getting a little older, when you see a 20-year veteran retire, and you remember when he was in college with Purdue. That was a while ago, back in the late 90s. Um, Wound up with the uh, San Diego Chargers. They looked extremely promising. Uh, He didn't start off super great, and then had a fire lit under him when they took uh, Phillip Rivers. It's ironic how those two guys end up retiring after the same year. Uh, Drew Brees just takes off from there. Winds up becoming a very uh, attractive free agent. We hoped the Vikings might sign him because, well, Culpepper was uh, was gone. Culpepper was gone. Hopefully the Vikings can get to Drew Brees, possibly. Um, oh, wait, no, that wasn't the case. Culpepper was still here, wasn't he? And then he got injured. That was 95. That was 05. 05. Yeah. Doesn't that just suck? That was that crazy year. Uh where the Vikings also passed on Aaron Rodgers with a second-round pick, uh, first-round pick, late first-round pick that we had, and we ended up, uh, I believe that was the year we took Erasmus James. Erasmus James out of Wisconsin. You're welcome, Wisconsin. We took uh, a bad bad defensive end, terrible defensive end in the first round that did absolutely nothing from your state, your college, and then you wound up with... <laughs> and we also took Troy Williams and who couldn't catch a cold. Of course, I, I must be the Chris Carter of colds some days. I feel like that. It's really frustrating. But I've been fortunate the last 13 months or so. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you get the idea. Uh, he, Yeah, he, that guy couldn't catch a cold. Seriously, he was the worst wide receiver ever. And he wasn't even fast because a, an ancient Brad Johnson overthrew him. He wasn't fast, and he couldn't catch. False advertising. False freaking advertising. Um, 2005 really... Sticks in my craw for so many reasons. We could have had Aaron Rodgers. We could have had Drew Brees. Culpepper, yeah, we were stuck with him. And he got injured. And it was never the same. And we ended up taking Tavares freaking Jackson in the next draft. In the second round, we traded up to get him. What an outstanding pick he was. Uh, that year just really sticks in my craw. Because it, it completely effed up the Minnesota Vikings for the next, you know, how, how many years. Obviously, we had our run with uh, Brett Favre. So we recovered quickly and everything. But Brett Favre was 40 years old. He lasted one year. His second year was garbage, and everybody saw it. Imagine if it was Drew Brees instead, and Drew Brees has never suited up for the New Orleans Saints. Hmm. Drew Brees never suited up for the New Orleans Saints. Who wins the Super Bowl that year? Minnesota Vikings in 2009 or 2000, whatever. When we fix things up, you get Adrian Peterson. Maybe we wouldn't have been in draft position to take Peterson. But then again, who effed up the Vikings in that game? Adrian Peterson. So maybe you still have Chester Taylor. And some other running back in the draft or something that ends up being pretty good. Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't stick in my craw at all. It just doesn't. And obviously Aaron Rodgers, that would have been really interesting if we had him. And he would have been the quarterback in 09 or whatever the heck would have happened. Who knows? Maybe in 08 we would have won the Super Bowl. And again, the Saints wouldn't have had Drew Brees. <laughs> it's just that simple. I'm not bitter about 2005 or anything. No, we, we only traded away Moss for a, like a, a paper clip of a wide receiver. That's about how valuable he was. I think paper clips are more valuable. You might actually be able to stick a couple papers together and hold them together. That, he actually, that's actually more valuable than what Troy Williamson was for the Minnesota Vikings, I think. Seriously, he actually cost us money. We had to pay him. We had to pay him. We had to give him a helmet. We had to give him pads and a jersey. Think about that. That cost money. Think about that. <laughs> and we had to pay him. Great. Uh, same with uh, your ass, Miss James. Just uh, Okay, I'm just kidding. It was that bad. 2005 sucked after what we did. You miss on Rodgers. You take the two worst first-round picks ever, except for 1999 was also another terrible one. Oh, don't remind me about that either. But we got seventh-round picks for him two years later, just in time for my first uh, Purple Mafia podcast, seventh-round picks. I'm not bitter. 
Boy, I kind of went off on a tangent there, didn't I? <sighs> yeah, it still sticks in my craw. It still does. Boy, does it stick in my craw. Gerald String. Uh, I'm with, okay, I'll go with Dave first. Since he says I'm with Dave, that means it should go the opposite direction here. Start with Dave. I always thought Drew Brees was a class act until a couple years ago when he mocked Vikings fans in the playoffs with a skull chant. His team lost that day. Yay, I guess he learned <laughs> He learned that from his douchebag coach when he did it before the Minnesota Mir- uh, Minneapolis Miracle. I like to start an I hate Sean Payton club. If anybody's interested, let me know. Just kidding. Yeah, Sean Payton is a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> he is no good. So I think everybody agrees with that for the most part. Except for Breeze. Ooh, Breeze loves him because they both got a ring together, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gerald says, I'm with Dave. Thought he was a class act, and then for some dumb-ass reason, he decided to cave into the intimidation of LeBron James of not supporting our veterans. So, here's to you, here's to you le dipshit. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. I will always support our veterans. Don't care about him or Drew Breeze. I'm, uh, yeah, yep. I, I could say, you could say I agree with Gerald, yes. You could say I agree with him in a big way on what he said about the veterans and everything. Yep. I mean, you know. I'm not a fan of uh, of kneeling. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of kneeling. You know, there's better ways to express your grievances or whatever than doing that. I think, and I don't know. I didn't like the way the NBA handled that, and a lot of NFL players either. So there, I, I made my point there. <laughs> Vikings restructuring Anthony Barr's contract. Yep, that was pretty nice. That was helpful. But we still need a guard. Did I mention we need some guards? Right, Gerald? Okay, I, I did it again. Uh, here we go. Dave and Dave. Dave and Dave. That's funny. Dave Hickey says, I think I'll go to the bottom one first because that's usually the first one. Why is this doing this? What is going on? Okay. That's funny. Uh, that's a weird rule. But I'll get to that. Uh one other thought. A couple years ago, I was excited when Barr was going to sign with the Jets, and we were getting, or we're going to be rid of him. Then he's back. Then he's back. Shit. <laughs> and since then, his play on the field has been worse. Yeah, it really was. I think he would be better if all he did was rush the passer. I definitely don't want him in coverage at all. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's brutal in coverage. He, he, uh, he got smoked in that uh, stupid uh, Philadelphia game. Obviously, those option plays that foiled us all and made us all look stupid. It was so depressing. It made Zimmer's defense look like garbage. Oh, God, it was bad. Uh, okay, Dave Vicky says, I'm glad he restructured his contract, and normally I would always favor a player to get his money over the ultra-rich owners because, bottom line is, he's just an employee. But not when it comes at the expense of the team, and Barr's play on the field has not been good. I feel Kirk Cousins needs to take a pay cut and roll that money right up to Daniil Hunter's house. Yep, back to bar. Uh, yeah, or, or, I mean, he says back to bar. He should take notes from Eric Hendricks because there is a player who is earning his money. Him and Harry the Hitman. I never expect us to win in free agency, and I guess you never really do unless it leads to a championship, and we all know that hasn't happened yet because the trophy case is empty. I just hope we do as good as we did in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. I hope so. That was a pretty good draft, wasn't it? Report, Delvin Tomlinson. Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, Ladinian Tomlinson, agrees to contract after four years with the Giants. Yep. <laughs> pretty cool. And there's that Captain C. He was the captain of the defensive line. Isn't that cool? So obviously, he's a guy with some leadership skills if he got that. Um, let's get this. I don't know why it's only showing two. All comments. And Gerald and Dave are carrying this show in a big way, aren't they? 
why is it saying three comments when it's only showing two? Can you show all three, please? That'd be great. I don't understand. Oh, there's a reply. Dave Vicky says, so far, we've picked up free agents I've never heard of. I sure hope Gerald String is right because Linval was awesome. Yep, and here we go. So now it's going the opposite direction. This is weird. I think the last cycle we got from the Giants turned out okay. Linval Joseph. Yep, so we'll see how this turns out. The reply was, absolutely. Yep, so... Welcome to Minnesota, Nick Vigil. Vigil. And Mark Carlson says, well, let's give him a look. Yep, <laughs> that's basically what we can do at this point. Hopefully he works out. Gerald String says, don't know much about him. Interesting highlights on YouTube. Yep, yep, yep. Well, we'll see. Yeah, he can he can rush that passer, which will help a lot if he's able to. And yeah, I completely agree on Anthony Barr. He's, he's a pass-rushing type of guy, but they never use him that way. I've never understood that. He actually could be pretty good at it. And there's the Patrick Peterson signing, which made everybody excited, at least responsive. Jeff Roiland says, Kyle Rudolph to the Giants, too bad. Brent McCarthy says, must be going to be a uh, mentor, mentor the, our, our young corners. He's like, no way. Wow. You know, that's what Brent McCarthy was saying. Gerald Swing says, uh, says the GM, it's best to build through the draft, LOL. Solid player, but getting older and slower. Thank goodness it's only one year. Yeah, he's afraid that it could be a... One of those where they drop off like a Savior Rhodes. Vikings F safety, Anthony X safety, Anthony Harris. And the Eagles agree, agree to one year only, five million. Yep, that one's like that one's bugging me too. I think we could have kept him. Could have kept him for five billion, four million, six million, whatever. You know, he's not gonna get the big bucks, but five million, that's not bad. And Anthony Harris is pretty good. You know, the defense around him was pretty awful last year. It didn't help. He was guarding like two guys on occasion as was uh, Harrison Smith. Both of them looked kind of crappy on occasion because the cornerbacks were young and inexperienced and they were making mistakes. So, stuff like that, that uh, is a bummer. I wish we could have kept Anthony Harris, then you don't have to possibly risk using a, you know, you don't have to possibly use a uh, too high of a draft pick. A lot of people are thinking there's no way the Vikings would take a draft pick too high on a safety. That would be probably not a good idea unless that's like, was like the only position of need and it's like a spectacular safety available that's going to like lead your team for years. Like another Harrison Smith or something, or even better, because <laughs> there are better safeties than Harrison Smith that have played in the NFL. But uh, luckily, he's one of the greatest in Vikings history, no question. One of the greatest overall defensive backs in Vikings history, to be honest. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. I'm don't I don't think the Vikings would go that high with a safety in the draft. You can get a free agent one, or you can uh, you know hopefully get one in the draft, third, fourth, fifth round, something like that. And pray to God they work out. Um, I would not have minded keeping the Wyoming guy. At least give him a crack. Maybe not as a starter, but at least, you know, some uh, a guy who would see some time out there. Marcus Epps was that guy. Yep, he was on the Eagles. At least that's where he went in a trade. We just kind of dumped. Well, actually, we cut him. We just let him go. And then the Eagles picked him up. So the Eagles, the safeties, and Minnesota Vikings safeties and the Philadelphia Eagles, for some reason, have uh, worked out nicely. And, of course, they were kind of friendly to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in the playoff game as well. Looks like he's still on the Eagles. Yep, we wouldn't be able to bring him as a free agent at the moment unless we traded for him or something. So he's still on the Eagles, and he had a couple moments. Actually, he, yeah, wow. He had two interceptions for the Eagles last year. He must have gotten some significant playing time. Um, <clears throat> 47 combined tackles. Huh, because we cut him right away, and I didn't really like when I heard uh, <laughs> Judd Zolgad say, yeah, yeah, you cut Marcus Apps, big deal. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw from Marcus Epps in the uh, 
in in the YouTube highlights at the very least. Might not matter a whole lot to some people, but yeah, there's something. He's only 25, but well, it is what it is. He's not here. He's on the Eagles. You want him, you got to trade for him. And what would they want? I don't know. He got significant time, a couple of interceptions last year, but their defense wasn't exactly that good. <laughs> it was like desperation almost in that case. But we'll see. Maybe there's another better version of Marcus Epps in the draft in the fourth or fifth round instead of the sixth round in Marcus Epps' case. I mean, they're out there, and I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, get a nice young guy for, you know, a cheap price because he's, he's a draft pick. As long as he can cover people and doesn't make dumb mistakes, there you go. And you got Patrick Peterson to help out and mentor as well, as long as he doesn't drive him crazy. And you have Harrison Smith to help out and mentor as well. And the young guys hopefully have learned enough that they won't make as many mistakes going forward, the Dantzlers and the Gladneys. And Harrison Hand, the other Harrison, he can give you a hand out there on the defense as well. He, he'll he'll lend a hand, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know, I'm sorry. Another sixth-round pick that hopefully ends up being something. I believe he was fifth or sixth last year. But, yeah, later round, and, you know, he saw some moments, and he actually looked okay. He, he wasn't that bad, honestly. Dantzler ended up being the, the best of all of them and more surprising considering he was a third-round pick compared to Gladney's number one pick. But we'll see. Gladney looks at least decent, at least decent, to say the least. He's probably the next McKinsey Alexander and this time more of a full-time, legitimate version of McKinsey Alexander in Gladney's case. He's, he's going to have to be. He was a first-round pick for Pete's sake. With that said, I think that should be about a wrap. Thank you guys so much for the fan interaction. Always appreciate it. The gold star for this episode's got to go to Dave Hickey. He was absolutely spectacular. Uh, Silver star with gold plating on it, the Gerald Sring. And then the bronze star is going to go to Black Space Gaming. That would be Mr. (laughs) That would be Mr. Sebastian Barton. I'm almost 100% sure. He left Facebook, so he'll interact on Twitter sometimes with Black Space Gaming. 999. Pretty sure it's Sebastian. He's never admitted it, but it's it's him. Like Just put two and two together. It's Sebastian Martin. <laughs> Hope he doesn't mind me saying that. Uh, he hasn't complained about it, so that's good. Uh, but he hasn't admitted it either. That type of thing. Just kind of a fun deal. Uh, he'll get the Bronze Star for this episode. Thank you guys so much for the interaction. It makes the show fun. Uh, discussion always. Uh, and of course, Leland should get like a uh, Silver Star as well at the end of the day. Uh, great comment, what he had to say. Thank you so much. Um, with that said, please do uh, please please consider getting on the show. You can do it with the audio submission. I'm like thinking, wait a minute, what else is there to say? Yes, of course, the uh, audio submission would be greatly greatly appreciated if you were to get on the show. It would be awesome to hear from you. Before I get to that, though, I should get to Vigit. I almost forgot this, which I deeply apologize. It's our new affiliate, Vigit. V I G I T. Two separate words. Vigit. Not pig, or I mean, not <laughs> not vig, but vig. So it's three dollars per user that you send to our platform. V. Oh, that's something else. That's something else. <laughs> there are four different uses for our app. Feel free to choose which you use to sell the app. Okay. So basically, generally speaking, social media for sports betters. You can post uh, your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who's the best sports better over the course of the month. So we could kind of compete against each other. Like any of you can join. Uh, referral code would be Paladino Live. Paladino Live, that's where I'd get uh, compensated uh, a small amount for each person that joins. That's the, you know that's, uh, that's radio, basically, right there. I'm kind of doing this on the fly. I've wanted to make an app, but I just haven't done it. And in some ways, this seems like something you'd want to just kind of do on the fly. I just have to remember to do it at a better time, like in the middle of the show instead of at the end. Uh, you're free to play 
sports book, bet coins, bet free coins to win real prizes. There is uh, great information uh, available on Vigit's movement where the public is betting. Also, those are betting stats. So this is not real money wagering. It is play money, but you can actually win real prizes. It's pretty cool, and it's a competition where you can all kind of uh, tease each other, like, oh, I'm picking the Eagles, oh, I'm picking the Steelers, you know. Ah, I got you there, you know, that kind of stuff. And, wow, I'm kicking everybody's ass this week. Wow, I got, like, 10 out of 11 picks, and, wow, this guy only got 3 out of 11. That kind of thing. It's fun, you know, and maybe the next week I only get 3 out of 11, that kind of thing. It's mostly fun, a competition, and you could win real prizes. When it's like a national competition type of thing. Maybe you have the best numbers of anybody, that type of thing. So join Vigit. It's an application for Android or Apple, uh, V-I-G-I-T, and referral code Paladino Live. Paladino Live. Again, sorry for the late notice on that one. I deeply apologize. Hopefully everybody actually listens to the whole show, not just five of you. But uh, again, for audio submission, simply open the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just open it, press record, read it like a phone call, hit stop, uh, save it, and save slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zumzar.com. That's uh, obviously greatly appreciated there from Zumzar. They uh, provide a free service, so I'm more than happy to provide a free plug to them. And, of course, if you want to convert larger files, then you can join a monthly subscription there. Uh, Would be great to hear from you on the show, though. I really would. Other than that, please write a positive rating for Purple Mafia on Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher. Those are the three applications that I know actually provide that ability to be able to write a review, a positive review, would be so greatly appreciated. I'll give you, I'll guarantee you a star, and I'll give you a huge shout-out and a thank you on air. Uh, it only helps the show. It really does. It's more attractive to new potential listeners, so if you do join that, it'd be greatly appreciated. With that said, thank all of you very much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Sorry I'm stumbling and bumbling a little bit, just not feeling my best, but really wanted to get this out. And, you know, didn't want to put it off and put it off and put it off, and then all of a sudden I'm too busy to get to it. And that would be a disaster. That's not my style. I like to get stuff done and at least try to bring good quality. Though, unfortunately, my health <laughs> may, may have dropped the quality 5%. I hope it's not anything more than that. I, I really do. Uh, again, hopefully in the next couple of weeks here, I'll have the draft review ready to go, preview ready to go. And, yeah, I'll do my best. Do my best to give you my analysis on where the Vikings could go, which players they should take, which uh, certain things I'm seeing that are awing me, other things I'm seeing that might not be too exciting. With that said, take care, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks for Draft 2021 Preview.